Satsangi for coming on the Healthy Indian podcast today. We really appreciate you for coming on and also for being our guest on the show. Um, so one thing I want to talk about today is what you do, what you're inspired to be, and a little bit about you. Absolutely. So uh, my name is Prag Satsangi. I'm the founder and CEO of Helm Fitness. It's a holistic data-driven fitness company tailored to help people lose weight. Um, but basically packaging all of the different data parts together. So, you know, the exercise, nutrition, sleep, hydration, and making sense of that. Um, you know, right now I find the fitness market's very fragmented based on different companies focusing on isolated parts of the, the equation. And so we package all that together. We give you the blueprint, hold you accountable along the way to help awesome. you get, to get your goals. Awesome. And how did, uh, I guess, um, with Helm Fitness, your company, can you tell us a little bit about it? What do you guys do and how do you guys differentiate from other fitness brands? Yeah, absolutely. So we start out by doing kind of a very in-depth like um, interview almost of understanding exactly like, you know, where you are today, where you want to be, what are your current habits, how much you uh, work out, what your eating habits are, wow. dietary preferences, access to gyms and whatnot. Um, from there, we create a workout plan for you, a, a nutritional guideline in terms of how many calories uh, and, you know, carbs, fats, and proteins that you should be hitting. Uh, we give you a meal plan. And then we have weekly calls with our clients to hold them accountable. I'm regularly texting them to make sure that they're like logging their food to make sure that they are um, wow. completing their exercises. Um, it, it, it's, you know, the way that I like to think about it is like when you have you know, personal trainers or workout classes, you have accountability when you're in the gym, you know, we're the accountability for you outside the gym um, to make sure that you get your goals. No, oh, and that's really interesting too, because uh, I think having that one-on-one -on -one, uh, relationship with your clients are, is very important because for me personally, I feel like I don't grow in the gym when I'm not pushed to failure. And I think that's one of those things where like, when I'm pushed to the, you know, brink of like fatigue, I feel like I need definitely my coaches and my mentors to really like push me to the next level. So I finally see muscle growth and muscle, muscle synthesis. So I think it's a very good thing that what you're doing. And I think um, maybe you could show us a demo the next time you're on, cause it'd be really helpful to see, you know? So definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah. I have this whole like dashboard built out and everything's like hey. color coded and conditionally formatted. And, and, and okay. like on that dashboard, you can see, like where, what, what you did right in the past week, what you did wrong in the past week. So it allows us to drill down and focus on what the problem areas are so that the upcoming week we can work on improving that. And how did you, I guess, create your company? What was the motivation behind it? Yeah. So, uh, I got married this past June. Um, and as I'm sure most brides and grooms feel like your wedding yeah. day is when you want to look and feel your absolute best. Yeah. And as I was navigating that journey, like I was trying to like, you know, trim down, like build some muscle, you know, I was, I was going to like workout classes and whatnot, but then like the nutrition side of things were slacking. And so I, I realized that, you know, all of these pieces need to talk to each other and, and no one out there has, has been able to, to solve for that. And so I decided to just build it myself. Uh, and I did it, tested it on myself. It, it went well. Um, and then since my wedding, I thought, hey, let's let's try this on a couple of friends. See if see if there's something here. Um, and 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 they've seen great results. I've got got a friend who's down like almost thirty pounds right now wow. since since mid since mid August. So 
I'm seeing good results. And then uh, now I'm starting to take on uh, paid clients. No, that's a freaking achievement, man. I mean, having someone lose that much significant amount of weight is a really, you're literally changing his life, you know, and having that life altering experience, they're always going to be really appreciative towards you aside from the money, the wealth, the business. I think Mm -hmm. it's such a humbling feeling. And that's why Mm -hmm. I do this podcast too, like for, you know, giving a good impact. Cause when I hear that, I feel like, okay, I'm doing something great with my time and it's not Mm -hmm. something that's just going to wither away. It's going to be my like legacy, right? You're going to be remembered for Helm Fitness. So I think that's, that's an awesome thing. Um, what is, what makes Helm so successful with clients? Um, is it just like the way you kind of broke down, uh, I guess your structure for your company? Um, like what is the blueprint behind it? Yeah, that's a good question. I think what I did was I found every single drop-off point across the spectrum of losing weight. Like where do, where do things go wrong? Like, you know, which is, um, motivation to like go to the gym, making sure that you're, you know, eating consistently and healthy every day and, uh, making sure you're getting enough sleep. I figured out where are the areas that that people people fall off on. And I basically built that dashboard according to that and say, hey, now we're able to like highlight it. So when you see something that's consistently in the red, you know that that's a problem area. And by the reason why we pair a human coach with you is so that you actually have someone there holding you accountable. At the end of the day, like all the information is out there in terms of what you need to do to lose weight. We all know we need to eat less, move more, and get, get a good sleep. But then how is like over 70% of this country still, you know, overweight or obese, obese yeah. you know, and a lot, a lot of that is just because like they just need accountability and guidance and, and to kind of clear out the noise, there's so much confusing information out there. You've got keto, you've got paleo, you've got whole 30. It's like, it's, it's almost, it's so overwhelming. Like, what do you do? And that's where, like, as a coach, we come in, we kind of narrow everything down, keep everything structured, focus, hold you accountable and make sure that, that you get where you need to be. Wow, that's amazing. And how long have you has this been company afloat? Like when did you start this? Yeah, I started it back in uh in July of 2022, so it's been around for I guess 5 months now. Okay, not too long ago. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I think with like your when you start something, it's more about the drive. Like I had this podcast for 2 years now, many people know, but it mm-hmm. really blew up in the last 3 months when I started really trying and honing in on who I wanted to be and what my message was. It just took me yeah. a year and a half to cultivate it. So I think yeah. as you grow in the five months, you're going to see as also a creator of a new fitness brand that you're going to see that maybe there's certain things we can change versus certain things mm-hmm. we want to keep the same, which is effective for the clients. Um, do you agree mm-hmm. with that? or? Absolutely. I mean, I would say the reason why I wanted to test test out Helm before even bringing it to market is to figure out what are the areas I need to improve on, you know, in this program. What are things that have worked for clients and what are things that haven't? And one of the things that I found to be like very effective that I and I and I don't mean it in like a in like a in like a scary way, but I found that clients have said, hey, because we have this weekly call with you, we know that we need to be on top on our A game because I have to talk to you uh, on Wednesday. And so and so I think that was something that 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 form of accountability has proven to be like pretty pretty important just just even the fact that they know that they have to talk to me on on uh you know their their next call so um things like that have started to to help and like the dashboard that i built i didn't always have the dashboard i was just kind of like reviewing and yeah. digesting the data and spitting it back to them but now i've made it in a way where it's visual to them and what i want is to empower the client to say okay this is what i'm doing well this is what i'm not doing well now it kind of makes it easier to start focusing on the on those problem areas. 
And like, that's really interesting. But even with technology, sometimes, you know, like people have a tendency to get demotivated. The, mm-hmm. and, and especially New Year's coming around right now, Christmas coming along, mm-hmm. holidays. And there's those clients that will persevere. And then there's clients that need more motivation. How do you prioritize the ones that definitely need uh, more of a fitness boost, more of a like coaching? Because you can't just coach someone all the time and expect them to be motivated. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, man, I'm not gaining any weight. I don't see a, the mm-hmm. number on the scale going. Maybe I'm eating too many jalebis <laughs> on Diwali night. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you get the gist of it, right? Like motivation is, it has to be consistent. So mm-hmm. how do you, how do you guys like kind of navigate through those kinds of clients? Cause I, I mean, I would love to know if I was a person coming into your fitness and your gym, um, how do I stay motivated versus somewhere else? You know, so that that's a, that's a really good question. And so there, there's a, a couple of components to that, which is one kind of going back to, <clears throat> excuse me, going back to no that worries. dashboard that I talked about. Um, the reason why I built that dashboard is so that the the client is now empowered to say, wait, this variable is actually in my control, and it, you know, because it says like, okay, like all my entire dashboard is lighting up green, but like my sleep number is in the red. If I just fix that, it's going to make a massive impact. So it's very empowering to the client to see right. what's wh- why they're not seeing results. You know, it's 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 one thing if a client is doing everything right and they're not seeing results, but rarely is that actually the case, right? If if you do actually just do the right things, you will genuinely see results. So that's that's one component of it. The other motivation is to say, hey, like, why are you doing this, right? Like, what is what is the, what is the end goal here? And and some of it could be like, hey, look, like my I've visited my doctor and I'm, I'm getting like, you know, um, dangerously close to potentially getting diabetes down the line. I have a history of that in my family. Or it could be like, I just want to feel more confident in my body when I when I like go to the beach with my friends over the weekends. I'm getting married in six yeah, months. Yeah. Like I want to good. Like whatever that sure. is, just reminding the client like why they're what they're in this for. And um and, and and just kind of making sure that they, they they always remember what what their intrinsic reason for wanting to do this, and that hey here's a blueprint here like if you follow this blueprint you will get to the promised land. <laughs> no, and it's really helpful to see that man because I'll, I'll I'll tell you there's like so much online that is like fake news and there's people mm-hmm. like you know they're a little harsher you know like Andrew Tate mm-hmm. and like Jake Paul and all these like mm-hmm. fitness people and they're like oh you know stop being fat and doing that and I think not everyone is cut out from the same cloth and people have thick skin. Yeah. Some people don't have thick skin, but everybody mm-hmm. wants to lose weight. And I feel like you connecting with their client and showing mm-hmm. them this dashboard. And I'm sure it's a great dashboard, but like yeah. <laughs> it, it, it will really help them and empower them to see that, Hey, like this is the trajectory I'm going. And for me, I'm very similar. I'm a numbers guy. I love my macros in and out. Um, and I know for me it works and fasting works as well. So I try to implement that in my diet. Um, is there some kind of advice you would give to the young audience that are starting out on their fitness journey? What, um, how to get started on something like home fitness if they want to start their own brand? I think that'd be really cool, just to know about your journey and how how you kind of took approach to it, right? Starting mm-hmm. literally nothing to something, right? Even wearing the yeah. the name on your shirt, and that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. So. One is one thing is like 
really doing your research and understanding the science behind like why you're pushing what you're pushing is going to be really important. So for example, like, and maybe this is just me personally, I'm not a big fan of, of like the keto diet. And, and I, I don't mean to just like, right. you know, target them, but, but the reason why I'm not a big fan of diets, like, like keto and things like that are the question you have to ask yourself is, is this something you can do for the rest of your life? Because the reality is keto. Yes. You will shed lots of pounds really quickly. But the second you stop doing keto, you are going to gain that weight back. And the question is, like, do you want this for short term or do you want to do something for the long term? And if you want to do something for the long term, what is something that you can sustain that's realistic? You've got to be pragmatic about the way that you live your life. Like you're not going to like stop going to friends' weddings. You're going to have work happy hours. There's going to be times where, you know, in your social life, you're going to drink alcohol. Like you got to recognize that. Knowing knowing some of those things, how do we build around that? Make sure that you're still generally trajecting toward, towards being healthier. Um, and so I think just doing your research, understanding the science, and pairing that with just like a very pragmatic approach to how how life actually is, is, is going to be really important. Um, and, and kind of the last piece is, you know, I've worked with other coaches before that I, I felt like treated life as if it was in a vacuum. And right. that, you know, you have no social life, you never eat out, and you've got to cook these three things every single day. And the reason why those programs, yeah, sure, if you follow that 100%, you are going to lose weight. Is that actually sustainable in the long run? You know, not so much. Mm, and so that's where I, I like to allow flexibility in the program to say, hey, it's you don't have to cook every single meal. You don't have to never drink alcohol ever again. But let's make sure that all the variables all talk to each other so that if you do eat a little bit more, make sure you work out a little bit more to, off, to offset that so that you can then be more in control of, of, your, of your journey. I guess what are the common mistakes people make in their fitness journey, you would say, like when it comes to that, right? Because like you said, there's so many variables, but it's easy to make mistakes, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's very easy to relapse and have like a week of binging, like drinking and eating, mm -hmm. and especially like with all the holidays and even not holidays, right? Weddings, you, mm -hmm. perfect example. Mm -hmm. You got married yeah. and you just yeah. saw people scarfing down all the good food. <laughs> How the heck yeah. are you supposed to say no to that? You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that's a good question. The thing, the thing is, um, sorry, I'm blanking right now. No, no, I, no, no worries. We might, we might have to edit, edit this part. Can you remind, remind me of the question again? Oh yeah, like so. What 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 are common mistakes people make in their fitness journey, um, mm -hmm. especially given like Indian events or I events in general, life events? Yeah, I think the common mistakes are thinking that you can lose like thirty pounds in like three weeks. You know, having these unrealistic expectations. Like you have to remember, it took many many years for your body to to gain this weight. You can't expect to lose it all in right. such a short amount of time of and nor is that necessarily healthy for you so that's common mistake number one common mistake number two is, is kind of a piggybacking off of that which is when you do deprive yourself of something for such a long time if you're like starving yourself or you are like completely removing carbs the second you reintroduce that human nature is going to be to overindulge on that and so that's why the biggest mistake that people make is not finding a balanced, structured approach towards towards fitness and weight loss and going through different extremes um, just because they've seen like in Hollywood, someone did keto and lost like 30 pounds in like two weeks. Yeah, definitely. And it is a struggle. I mean, 
I think it's easy to lose weight, but it's hard to sustain it. And I think it's one of those things where like when it comes to making mistakes, you just need to kind of, you know, be able to balance something, but you also have to be mindful of how much you intake and how much you mm-hmm. really consume. Cause like when you have carbs and if you're carb depleted for like a week or so, carbs taste 10 times good. It's almost like an addiction of like mm-hmm. a rat having a cocaine. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's insane to me how, you know, people go on these like fad diets and then they're just like not able to sustain. Right. And then they, they're, if anything, they're like twice as heavier as they were before. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things where like, I'm always perplexed, but it's, it's interesting to see that you're taking the well-balanced diet approach rather than having your clients and, you know, especially your customers kind of fall into, uh, you know, just like a very starvation mode diet or keto diet, you know, that, that type of stuff is a little complicated, not to shit on the keto people, but I think it's mm-hmm. said, cause not like for keto, other people could do it. Great. You're getting the results, but the vast majority of people can't. And I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest, um, I think if, if I'm not correct, that's who you're trying to target, right? Like people who struggle to keep like a, like a diet based on one preference. So, mm-hmm. um, exactly. Yep. And what, what would you say is like, why does someone need a coach if they can find the info online? Like, what is the benefit of that? Yeah. And look, it comes down to the same reason why, like, same why reason. does anyone sign up? Why does that, why does anyone sign up to go work out at orange theory or berries or anything like that? Right. You could go find those workouts yourself online and, and go do them. The, the reality is, is that you do need someone in there pushing you, holding you accountable. And th- there are people, of course, who are very much capable of doing this themselves. What I find, and it's actually one of the interesting things about the fitness industry, is by, by putting like that kind of commitment into that journey, by saying, yeah. okay, I'm going to rope this person into my fitness journey, you now have an elevated sense of like, I need to get this done. Because there's somebody that's like, 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 really like holding me accountable and banking on me to, to do the right things to, to get to where I need to be. So it gives you an extra sense of like, okay, like I, I, I need to do this. Um, versus when you're kind of doing it by yourself, you, you always kick the tire on it. Let me start on Monday. I'll start next week. Oh, I've got this party coming. I'll do it the next day. But once you, when, as soon as you make that commitment to yourself, they're like, you know what, I'm going to sign up for Helm Fitness or any other type of coach. What you're telling yourself is this is serious. And this is, this starts now. Right. It's like a, it's not a change that you're going to do over a course of a day. It's a change you're going to do over a course mm-hmm. of a lifetime, maybe yeah. implement in your lifestyle. Even if you quit the home fitness or any other fitness industry, the idea is for like the customer or the client to leave with that sustainable diet approach rather than the, you know, the other diets that are like, like, you know, quick results, but not long-term output. So um, that mm-hmm. being said, uh, how would you say like if a coach is not, the best suitable for one person do you guys rotate coaches so that we can fit someone else's like agenda in the sense of because some coaches believe in lifting some coaches believe in stretching some coaches believe in, and there's so many variations but how do you um differentiate a coach that is the most optimal for your client it's a good question i would say that the answer to that is less about the methodology in terms of like prioritizing yeah. lifting and I'd say it's more about like the personality mix, right? Like what type Correct. of motivation does, does the client need? Does somebody hmm. want someone that's going to play hardball with them and say like, Hey, like 
what, what you know you need you need to do x y and z or do they need someone that's a little bit more compassionate understanding and help educate along the way and so i think it's more about the personality compatibility than it is about the actual methodology because you know as a program we try to keep the methodology pretty sound and structured um and it's just more about managing the different personalities of the clients okay so personality is like the the right right way of approaching that and that's really good i really like that because honestly um, you can't always go by like fitness, fitness regimes. It has to be like the connection and the emotional, you know, feedback. Like, Hey, I did this today. I slept eight hours. I ate well. Yeah. And like you, you know, the coach has to follow up and they have to mesh. So I, I agree with that. Um, how does your program help with the mental health side of things? I really like this question because as you know, we're a mental health podcast and fitness. So mm-hmm. how does it help mentally? Cause challenges are always there. Right. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I'm sure you know, there's a lot of science behind the benefits, the the mental health benefits of like hitting the gym, right? Of of eating, like putting like good nutrients in your body. And one of the most rewarding points of feedback I've gotten from from my clients to date is that they they feel more energy and they feel more mental clarity, and it's allowing them to do better on their jobs, have a more fulfilling social life, have better relationships with their you know, with their friends and family yeah, and just like, like I said, more energy throughout the day. It, 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 it's, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so it's kind of like the, the health triangle of like mental, emotional, and physical, right? Like you're, you're really optimizing your physical. It helps elevate your mental. It helps elevate your emotional. Yeah. Cause there's so many times where uh, mentally I'm like in a good space, but one of those off days, you're just like, boy, I kind of need someone to motivate me. And right now I'm doing F45 functional fitness. But mm-hmm. um, I'm really into HIIT workouts, and I've known, like, for me personally, it's been a big uh, effect. And my diet for – I just do intermittent fasting. But to give you some mm-hmm. insight, I think having the coach kind of, you know, tell me, like, oh, go a little bit further. Do more reps. I know you can do this. I know you can, you know, bang out this thing. You literally did this weight last week. Mm-hmm. Those things really shape my mental health in a sense because I went in thinking I was not as confident. And then mm-hmm. every week I notice my confidence just skyrocketing because of, yeah. the, you know, just the push. And I find like anger towards like my workouts. <laughs> I don't know if that's yeah. true, but yeah, I get angry no, I, and, but not at anyone particular, just like at my yeah, yeah. drive. And I think that's, yep. that's great, you know, bro. So it's also just cool to see your progress, right? You're like pushing yeah. your own personal limits. And that, that's, I think that's the other value of having the coach kind of to answer your previous question is that it's not just like, Hey, here's a blueprint. We're holding you accountable, but it's like, Hey, you thought you were only capable of doing this. The coach is going to help you realize you're capable of doing this. And, and, and that's, that's, and like, like you said, in your F45 workout, like that's, that impacts you mentally in a positive way, right? You're getting more confidence. Like I never thought I could lift this much weight before, you know? Um, So it's it's super cool. And especially at the high intensity uh, for me, because I'm I'm just trying to like you know get to a certain weight and build muscle. But uh, it's one of those things where like I love high intensity, so it's like mm-hmm. a perfect match for me as of now. I've always loved it, and I've tried so many variations. I've tried CrossFit, CrossFit. I've tried dieting. I've tried yoga, and I still mm-hmm. implement those like snatches and stuff into my life. I try to implement all the good and all these different fitness regimes and implement it so maybe you could do that too with home fitness where it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be a niche market of just lifting or stuff there's so many ways you can change and i think mm-hmm. it'll bring more audience in for you guys so i think it'd be a great idea um for sure 
What's your most favorite uh, productivity hack for entrepreneurs? Like, what do you, how do you prioritize productivity when it comes to just, you know, owning a home fitness and kind of being inspired to like, you know, put in work every day? Yeah, that, that's a good question. Um, and that that's a tough one to navigate because when you're an entrepreneur, you're like, you know, you're getting pulled in all these different directions. You've got all these different initiatives on your mind. And one of the things that I've learned, um, I, I was, you know, an entrepreneur previously as well. And in that one, I think I, I, I bit more than I could chew. And so um, one of the things I'm starting to do is start focusing on like, what's the next step? Like I have my end goal in mind, but I'm actually focused on the day by day. Like what is, what can I do today that's going to help me do better tomorrow, do better the next day. And slowing that down has actually helped me ironically move faster in this business because when you're overwhelmed with like, Oh my God, I need to hit this grandiose vision. And you've got like 50 different things. You end up having, you know, paralysis by analysis or analysis by paralysis. Analysis Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You end up, you end up, you end up, uh, you end up having that and then you end up doing nothing. Right. So it's like, if I focus on like, what are like two or three things I can do today that are going to move the ball forward. And, and, and I've started being at a, a stage now at helm where it's like, every action that I do needs to really move the needle forward. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm no longer sweating the small details anymore. I'm now like, what are the things that can move the business forward? What are the things that can move the product forward? What are the things that can move clients forward? Um, things that are going to be, that are going to make a material impact on the business, on the clients, um, and so forth. That's wonderful, man, because productivity is one of those things that will burn you out. You know, if you're too yeah. productive, it'll burn you out. If you're less productive, you don't get shit done. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think having a good like balance is really good. And even for me with podcast episodes, I used, there was a time where I used to post four episodes a day and I was burned out, destroyed. Mm-hmm. And now I yeah. just, I took a back, like, you know, a picture from that guy view. And then I was just like, you know, let me just post once a week and it's doing great. And I'm actually building a lot more backlog and audience and just amazing guests I bring on. It's like so surreal. So I think, yeah, I think it's a good knowledge nugget that you dropped that like, you know, just balance your productivity out and take it one step at a time rather than, you know, Mm -hmm. shoot for the stars like today, you know? So I think that's awesome. Uh, What do you think, what do you think the fitness industry will be in the next five years? Do you think it's going to be like changing? Cause there's so many, uh, what's the word? I don't want to lose my train of thought, but there's so many businesses that are coming out and mm-hmm. it's like Rockbox, box f 45, um, indoor mom and pop gyms. Right. So mm-hmm. how do you like, how, where do you see everyone kind of going with fitness? <laughs> yeah, it, it's a good question. So look, there, there's a couple of trends that are happening, which is there's, so much noise out there right now, right? Like there's like a hundred different workout studios to choose from. There's 50 different diets out there. There's all different types of stuff. One of the trends that I've been keeping an eye on is like the smart, smartware like industry. Obviously a lot of people now have Apple watches and Fitbits. I think they're remarkable products um, to begin with. I think they're only going to get better. And like, I also, I not only, I not only wear an Apple watch, like every minute of the day, like, like even at my own Sangeet at my wedding, like I refused to wear an actual watch because I wanted to wear my Apple watch because I still wanted my step count even at my own Sangeet. Um, <laughs> That's funny. But I, That's I, funny. <laughs> I, but I, but I think, I think like that, that is a really interesting trend. I also have an aura ring that I wear to sleep every night and the sleep data that I get out of it is phenomenal. It is like, it tells me exactly when I fell asleep, when I woke wow. up, 
like the deep sleep, the REM sleep. And so I've just become obsessed with the data side of things. And I think that's only going to get better and better. Um, and that's where, that's where I, the reason why I think the timing of Helm coming, like becoming a business is really interesting is because now we have this really interesting smart hardware. Now there's the job of Helm is to, how do we package that information, give you a coach to hold you accountable. And then now data plus a coach, like, I think, I think results are going to come. What, and I have a good question right now, that what's an insult you received that you're most proud of? Almost like proving the haters wrong, per se, because there's sometimes like, I got called fat all the time, and mm -hmm. I lost so yeah. much weight. And mm -hmm. I thought that insult was the best insult anyone could give me because it was a fuel to the drive to lose weight. And honestly, like, that's what motivated me to cause a big shift in my life. Not that I was just thinking about haters, but I know I could do better. I know I'm better. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, what's an uh, insult that almost, like, drives you? Because, you know, it's everyone has those, right? Yeah. You know what? I can probably name countless times in my life that people have commented on my weight. And uh, I think each of those times just, like, fuels me more and more. And um, And so, like, to come out of that and then start a fitness company out of it is, like, is, like super cool. Because right, like, and the the other thing is like, I feel like a lot of fitness companies are started by people who've been fit their entire lives. Like, I have not been. Like, I've been through right. all that struggle. Um, yeah, I can't pinpoint one particular insult. I'd say, um, but I I will say that like, now that I've started a fitness company, like the pressure's on to make sure that I stay fit too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because as the CEOs, you yeah. see all these fitness people; they're all super fit. I'm like, damn. What are they doing? Roids? No, probably not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. And um, I guess, do you get family support from all this fitness stuff? Um, you know, because it's, it's unique, right? Uh, you don't see too many Indian people opening up like uh, these kinds of um, fitness centers and stuff. So, you know, do you get like family support and stuff like that too? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, look, my, my brother, my brother and sister-in-law are both doctors. So I've had like countless conversations with them, you know, just from their perspective. Uh, you know, my parents are, are very supportive on it as well. My, my wife is incredibly supportive. She's been like very much like she, she's my accountability coach. <laughs> she's, the, <laughs> she's the one who's like, did you do this? Did you do that? Like, so, so yeah, ton, tons of, tons of support around that. Um, yeah. but, you, but you're right. It's, it's not like fitness hasn't really really hit like the South Asian community. Uh, yeah. And so I, I think there's a unique opportunity here to, to really like to, to spearhead that. And I'm definitely interested in bringing it out and seeing what, where your, uh, you know, journey goes. And I, I would love to help you out anyway, because I'm a big advocate for fitness. I mean, I have two parents who mm -hmm. are diabetic and I try to motivate mm -hmm. them every day. And fortunately they're able to kind of bring their A1Cs down. Um, so mm -hmm. it's good to see that uh, like, you know, they're, they can see the good side of fitness, but you know, from our parents' standpoint, from immigrants, they don't know anything about what that is. So I definitely think mm -hmm. even for your fitness, it won't be like young adults you're targeting. You're gonna be targeting older adults. So definitely, definitely, and and I think there's like more education that needs to be done with like the older the older adults. Now the behavior change is a lot trickier with them because they're yeah. they're kind of used they're kind of set in their ways in terms of what they eat. But right. that's where I think uh, the educational component comes comes into play. Um, just educating them on like the impacts of what they're putting in their bodies and how it's going to ultimately affect them.
Also, what does mental health mean to you? Do you also, I mean, I know I have mental health issues and struggles too, just like, you know, imposter syndrome. And just sometimes there's those times in the day where I have like high highs and low lows. So do you have uh, something similar or, you know, your own mental health uh, story in a sense? Yeah, I would say fortunately in my life, I've been in a relatively pretty even keel you know, throughout my life. I would say since I've started Helm though, it has become incredibly overwhelming, especially as like a solo founder. Um, There are definitely times where I feel like I'm being pulled in multiple directions. Like I will have like the best meeting of my life, but then (laughs) it'll be followed by like some form of a rejection later that day. And like in the same day, I can have both the best and the worst day. And that, that gets tough. That gets tough to navigate. Um, And so yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say that like keeping, you know, regularly going to the gym helps me like, you know, keep things, keep things in check. Um, because like you were saying, kind of like working out your anger, like it, it, it really does make a difference to, to go kind of just, you know, pu- you know, pump some iron and, and blow off some steam. But, um, but yeah. And this might be a weird, uh, I guess, analogy to look at, but uh, I look at it as like a high heart rate, a good aid to my mental health because i feel like mm-hmm. the higher my heart rate is the better i'm gonna feel and the better my day's gonna go so i kind of like look at that when i'm at the gym um yeah so it, it really motivates me to be better so you know for sure for sure definitely uh okay cool so i think uh so i have so many more questions for you and i know i could deep dive in but uh what is if you had to write a book tomorrow what would it be about would it be like fitness related or your life or, you know? It's a good question. Actually, and it's a good segue to the fact that uh, I'm actually planning on launching a newsletter right after, right after New Year's. Um, and it's the kind of the, the, that, that encapsulates it all is going to be like how to become the best version of yourself. So that doesn't necessarily just mean fitness. Fitness is going to be one component of it, but it includes other things like um, I have a, segment that I wrote about like how something small, but when you're out at dinner with your friends, don't have your phone sitting on the table, you know, things like that just kind of indicate that you're not fully present with the other person. And so, so just a general, like, I I think it'd probably be a book on just like all aspects of your life. How can you be the best version of yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, as a partner, as a friend, as a family member in your career, um, you know, and uh, just helping you unlock your potential to be the best version of yourself. I think that's such an interesting point you hit on because being present is such a hard thing nowadays, considering all the social mm-hmm. media and stuff we have. And, you know, you see people's accolades and stuff on just different Instagram accounts and TikTok. So yeah, it is, it is definitely hard to be more present, man. I mean, the mm-hmm. population's most, uh, I think they say like, you're, you can only have eight seconds of attention now like as a normal wow. man. So it's, we all have like super small attention spans and, yeah. and you know, it's insane. It's insane to me. Um, but that being said, uh, you know, what are your three best qualities that people that you want people to remember you for? I think, uh, you know, and these are not all necessarily even fitness related. I'd say that yeah. like, I think the, the number one quality I think is, is being inclusive. Um, you know, I'm very much like, proactive with friends with even acquaintances to make sure that they feel included and not left out um so when it comes to like 
having parties. Like I'm, I'll invite everyone. Like even if I have like my friend, like you know my core friend group. Like I'm not like hey, we have to do just us. Like if other people are free and available, like happy to include other people, make them feel included. Um, number two, kind of a similar on a similar note is like. I'll show up to everything. Like I'm going to be that friend that shows up to everything. Like unless I have a, uh, unless, unless I have a prior commitment, uh, you know, like I will be there. Like I will be there for all your birthdays, your weddings, your bachelor parties, your smallest celebrations. Like unless, like, I like, I, I like to be present. And part of that is because my, like my love language is quality time. And it is like disproportionately (laughs) quality time. So I, I, I like to, to return that um, as well. Um, and then I think the third thing that, you know, uh, that I pride myself in is in, I guess, seemingly unconventional thinking, but in the context of like, make, like living your best life, like going out and having a good time is like one of the, one of the, um, quotes that I was famous for in college was like, are you going to remember this night that you stayed in 10 years from now, or the night that you spontaneously came with me to, you know, that's awesome. I don't know, you know, go, go to like, it's like basketball game or go, go to anything. Like you're more likely to remember this night that we went out and did something than the night that you, you stayed back. Uh, stayed it's back a powerful there, so. message. It's a powerful message yeah. too. And I think you living like life like that and seeing it from that lens, like present, it's a good coaching quality to have, honestly, because mm-hmm. I was trying to think of this, like how, and, and as I asked that question, I was like, how, does he, does he think like he can be, you know, like, in a, in a like his mindset towards coaching. And I think you hit the nail on the coffin, man. It's the, your quality time, your ability to engage mm. people, bring everyone together. And now mm. subliminally, you might be implementing into your fitness, right? Helm fitness and having mm. like a core group of people that will not only love fitness, but will also stick together and unite. So I think it's going to mm. be a very um, good mind shift, especially when your company starts and, you know, it's prosperous. So for sure, for sure. And and the other thing is like one of the one of the most rewarding parts of parts of my job that I, I didn't even foresee was that clients just sometimes they just need to vent about like the struggles that they're having. They just need someone to talk yeah. to like like I, I really wanted to eat healthy this week, but like my parents were in town, so I had to like, you know, you know, cook all these different meals and we didn't end up eating healthy. But like just having someone to talk to and just like unloading that you know, mental burden, I think right. has also been, been very helpful, uh, which was not something that I had even foreseen, but it's been like a, a very positive consequence. I feel like nowadays the world is very mixed. So uh, we live in a world where it's not just uh, black and white anymore. It's more so about mm-hmm. like the uniqueness and the diversity. I don't know what I'm saying mm-hmm. right now. Diversity, I believe, I guess, yeah. but diversity. So um I think like you having that mindset is really going to really going to impact your coaching and it's going to show, right? Even if you wanted to show good or bad, it's going to show. So at the mm-hmm. end, of day, live like you're living in the present and, you know, move forward. So uh, I appreciate it. Uh, okay, cool. And what is your morning routine like? Do you also work out as well on a day to day or is it like, cause you have a lot going on, right? You got married, mm-hmm. you have like a company um, and stuff. So is your morning routine, how is it looking now? Yeah, good question. I actually, I tend to be a uh, more of a late afternoon, evening type of person Sick. when it comes to working out. I'm, you know, maybe unpopular opinion. I'm not a morning person, actually. So for me, oh, like, wow. okay. working, out, working out in the mornings is tough for me because, 
you know, I, I, I'm, I'm more of a, a, a bit of a night owl. So I, hey. my morning routine, I mean, I, I, it's just displaced. It's like a few hours later than everybody else's, but you know, I wake up kind of eat, you know, eat breakfast, all the standard stuff. And then, and then I just get to work. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I tend to do my workouts late, later in the day. No, it's, it's, it's good to know because I feel like a lot of people, uh, they also are not morning people, man. And, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, versatile in the sense, cause some mornings I'm feeling it, but I actually, the way I work out is kind of like, I kind of just go with how I'm feeling that day. I just work out like mm-hmm. five times a week for the last like three months. So I've been going yeah. pretty hard, but, um, in my own journey, I also feel like you got to accumulate your life to your schedule. Cause mm-hmm. like you said, when you have a wife and when you have friends and stuff, you have so much mm-hmm. going on and. Yeah. Not only that, but I have people in my life that are more fitness based and that want to work out. But then there's people like I know that won't ever work out. Like they're just not. Yeah. They just don't believe in it, or they're just they're more into other hobbies. So I try to tell them that, hey, let's go hiking, let's go yoga. Is there a way you yeah. kind of tell people to like, hey, instead of working out, let's do this activity and see how they do? Because I think for me, the reason I'm here on Earth is like to motivate people. So I want the, mm-hmm. their health to be optimal. I don't want just sit there, smoke, drink, you know, I want to yeah. do things that are going to make an impact and have an activity and have a real experience. So. Yeah. Well, look, one simple thing is I, I live in New York city. And so I try to walk everywhere. Like, I don't care if it's like 30 Dude, degrees outside, awesome. 20 degrees. Yeah. yeah. So if it's, if it's like, if it's under an hour, I will always be the one pitching for us to go walk there. Cause I think, you know, hitting your steps and it's also like a cool way to like get, get, get to know the city even more. You kind of yeah. walk through the neighborhoods and you see things. And so to answer your first question about like, what do I do to help motivate others? We don't have access to as much hiking as, you know, in, in the yeah. city naturally. Yeah, Obviously yeah. if we go, if we go do trips, then yeah, I, always pitching, you know, hikes and, and more physical, you know, activity related activities. But within the city, I, I always propose walking. Um, I think there's just so much benefits to it. You feel good by being outside. You get, of course you hit your steps also, especially after like eating, after eating a meal, walking is like one of the best things you can do to like manage blood sugar spikes. So um, big, big fan of big fan of walking. Also, the city's motivating. I feel like people are so dressed up, especially in the morning. Mm-hmm. You're like inspired. You see everything around, and you naturally feel like the need to be more productive. Whereas when you live in a more mm-hmm. suburban area, it's harder. And I think uh, it's basically the city's effect almost on you, right? So it's really yeah. cool to see. Um, so I think I've asked you everything I can. I think you're you killed it. So thank you. Uh, I have a few rapid fire questions if you want to answer them. Let's so. do it. All right, cool. Okay, cool. What's your favorite kind of coffee? Ooh, I don't drink coffee. You don't drink coffee. Okay. Uh, what is uh, your favorite activity physically, but not the gym? Basketball. Ball, okay. Kobe. Kobe fan right here. Um, what is uh, a common myth myth about fitness? Uh, keto. Keto. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. And then um, – who who do you who 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 have you looked up to uh, when it comes to just motivation? You know what? Uh, it was never like a huge Kobe fan growing up, but I've always admired so... his, his like his 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 like his like like mentality. You just can't beat. 
I've watched so many Kobe videos, his interviews, just the way that he approaches the game, the way that he approaches life. Um, you know, you, you can't beat that. And and I, I also went to UNC, so you can't ignore Michael Jordan. No, uh, you cannot. <laughs> but, but I was born in the 90s, so I, I got more exposure to Kobe. And Kobe's done way more interviews than Michael Jordan has, so it's been easier to watch his, his stuff. But I yeah, and Chicago. Chicago is a very interesting area too because I I was just there and I did just go to UNC recently. It's a nice school. Mm. I like it. They're huge yeah. on ball. So I always want to yeah. go to both games. So maybe in the future, you know. Um, other than that, man, I think you killed it. <laughs> so thank you for coming on. Really appreciate cool, you. No, and, thanks, uh, thanks so much for having me. For sure, for sure. Is there anything, uh, well, I guess just for like wrap-up questions, is there anything you would want to give advice to the people when it comes to home fitness or just your brand in general? It's, I think it'd be a powerful sure. message. Sure. Look, I'll give kind of like the 30-second pitch on, on you know, why, it, why it makes sense to work with us. Sure. But, you know, we're focused on helping you, right? Our, our, goal, our goal is to, to kind of handhold you through this entire process. We know it's noisy. We know it's messy. We know it's chaotic. We know you've probably tried a million things under the sun. But I promise you that we will keep everything very structured and data-driven and, like, visually um, – in a way that empowers you to know what areas to focus on. And we're going to help coach you through that, get you to where you need to be. And look, your success is our success. So, um, you know, give us a try. Website is helmfitness.com. Um, you can re- you can reach out to us there. Um, and um, looking forward to hopefully uh, connecting with you all.